There's no pill, there's no procedure, there's no ice bath, any of the, the trending things that are going to save the body from what it's actually craving, which is being in rhythm and mm -hmm. accordance with nature. How do we move closer to what our natural state is asking for? So for you, you have this Pitta constitution who has drive, who has capacity, who has um, vision, but how can we come to a place where you're also introducing more, more of these rejuvenative, restful, cooling, both foods and practices throughout your day? I believe that every person has the power to transform their life. Today, I will unlock that power in you. I'm Luke, and you're listening to the Luke Mind Power Podcast. It's time for you to heal and to find inner peace. Are you ready? Just send me a DM that says, I want inner peace to get started. Until then, enjoy this episode. What's up, guys? How you doing? Welcome to another episode on the Luke Mind Power Podcast. I'm here at the Art of Living Retreat Center in Boone, North Carolina, and I'm here with Emma, and she is an Ayurvedic professional practitioner, um, and she's going to be taking me through a consultation, which I have absolutely no idea about. <laughs> So um, I'm looking forward to just going through this and, uh, and and sharing with you as much as I can so that you guys can become aware of you know more about your health um, and more about what's available um, at the Art of Living here as well. So Emma, I'll let you take over. Sure. Um, so a few things about Ayurveda. Uh, Ayurveda is one of the oldest systems of medicine that's still alive today. Some people say it's 2,000 years old. Some people say Ayurveda is over 5,000 years old. Uh, and some people say that Ayurveda was actually born at the beginning of time. So I tend to be of this camp that Ayurveda is actually part of nature itself. And the real goal that we have through doing consultations like this and through educating around Ayurveda is really to help people understand what their natural state of being is. Mm -hmm. And so in Ayurveda, we say that there is, it is a five element system similar to traditional Chinese medicine. Native American medicine, indigenous medicine systems all over the world. And so we have this understanding that the five elements, which are earth, water, fire, air, and space, both help to make up what our constitution is, how we were born, what our natural state is, and then also what our state of imbalance is. So we all know that because of different stresses, different traumas, foods that we eat, um, relationships that we have, we can go out of balance in all sorts of ways. Mm -hmm. So in Ayurveda, what we're always trying to do is figure out how do we get back to what our natural expression is, what our most helpful expression is. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to ask you a number of questions about your diet, about your lifestyle, about some personal items like your bowel movements, uh, when you wake up, when, when you go to sleep, and really try and understand any main concerns that you have in your body right now or in your mind or in your relationships to try and understand, okay, which of these elements are out of balance and how do we bring them back into balance through diet, through lifestyle, through detox protocols, all sorts of things. So we have a lot of tools in Ayurveda and we'll just figure out what's right for you. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So, um, I like to really start out by asking people what their main concerns are and if there is anything from an acute health condition to a chronic health condition that is kind of bothering you right now, if you want to share anything like that. Uh, health condition, not necessarily health, maybe, I mean, maybe it is a health condition, but I get a, I get a lot of, um, like a bit of rosacea, okay. like a bit of redness here on my um, face. And recently I've been really trying to like 
become aware of like what is it that's causing the redness because it's been like on and off like sometimes it's really bad and then sometimes it goes away Mm -hmm. you know so I'm like and I'm very aware of like the food that you put in your body is basically you know your body is like a reflection of how you take care of it and what you put inside right so you know if you get rashes or whatever it is it's it's gut it's it's what you put in your gut you know, so I'm, I've been kind of like I was doing a little bit of research at the airport when I, before I got here, and I was on TikTok and I was just looking at what people are sharing about skin condition and stuff like that. And they were, you know, saying to change your diet, put, you know, um, with what you put in your stomach and all that kind of stuff. So I thought maybe I'm getting it because of my bowel movements, because I'm not going to the toilet enough, or maybe because. I've got too much bacteria or I'm not like cleaning out my system properly. And that kind of struck a chord. It made sense to me because like when I was in uh, Arizona, I was, I was constipated. Mm-hmm. Like I was just, and, and I started to talk to my friends about it. And I was like, what's going on? And, and it made kind of sense because I was traveling so much mm-hmm. that I'm not in my natural like or comfortable environment. You know, I'm constantly changing hotel rooms. I'm constantly moving around. I'm different, different energies, different environments. Not so much control over your food. Exactly. Like it's just this, oh, so many changes. And so, you know, then I'm kind of like, and then maybe stressed as well, overworked, like got events coming up and so many different variables. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that also struck a chord. And I was like, maybe I'm getting this on my face because I'm not emptying my bowels and because there's too much bacteria there and that is causing the inflammation or if that's causing the reaction or whatever, and that's why I'm getting it. So now I'm a little bit more aware of that, whether or not I'm going to the bathroom. Right. You know what I mean? Like, is it is it because I haven't gone to the bathroom or is it because of what I'm eating? And so it's quite challenging over the last few years to kind of figure out because I'm like okay maybe I should fast more you know so I'm not putting anything in my body if I'm not putting anything in my body then there's no reason for there to be a rash because I'm not putting anything in there right so you're grasping at some different tools yeah you're not like, sure exactly what to exactly do. you yeah. know so I'm I'm like aware of this stuff you know yeah. and as well I've done fasting before I know the power of it you know that you know gives your body time to rejuvenate and heal itself mm-hmm. um given that it's not constantly digesting stuff mm-hmm. Um, so that's been something and um, so why don't you tell me I'm going to interrupt you for just a second why don't you give me an understanding of what the bowel movements are like when you're traveling and what they're like in best case scenario so say you're traveling you're going from hotel room to hotel room is it one bowel movement a day is it once a week yeah I mean normally it's just once a day yeah like no that's normal one once I think once a day mm-hmm. and it feels yeah. complete is yeah. There any difficulty? Any forcing? No. Nah, I mean, yeah, sometimes, but not really. Like it's, I'm not. You know, I actually um, talking about this, and I hope this is relatable for some of you guys because you're like, oh my gosh, what am I listening to right now? <laughs> so I don't care. Like this is important because I think many people would probably have situations or issues like this. Maybe who knows? So I hope this helps you. When I came back from China, I was living in the Shaolin Temple, and when I came back, I had blood in my stool. Mm. And how long ago was that? That was 2020, mm-hmm. you know. So I reached out to my friend at the time who was a holistic doctor or whatever. She gave me a new diet to follow um, because I came back from China and this whole Chinese medicine and understanding that the body heals itself and all that stuff. So I was like really like, if I get sick, I'm just going to stop eating. Mm-hmm. You know, I was on that like 
just stop. Stop eating. I'll fast and my body will heal itself. Mm-hmm. But she gave me a new diet. And so then I re- connected with a friend of mine who, who he, um, he does this 72 hour full moon water fast. And so I did a three day, 72 hour water fast. Um, because I was just like adamant that I wanted to heal my, my I wanted to heal myself, yeah. you know, from whatever was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I did that and it's never happened again. Mm-hmm. The blood and Yeah. Okay. And was it a copious amount of blood in the nah. Just like streaks of blood? Oh, it wasn't like massive amounts. It wasn't like pouring out or anything like yeah. that, but it was visible. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, so the constipation is you're, you're having a bowel movement once a day. Is it ever even less frequent than that? Especially. Yeah. Like when I was in Arizona, Arizona, it was like, it's been like probably th- three days. And okay. once you know, you haven't been to the bathroom for that long, it's just like on your mind and you're frustrated and you're annoyed and it's just like, like hurry up and, right. you know, and, and so that's why eventually I went back to my hotel on the night and I went to the Walgreens and got some lac- na- natural herbal laxatives mm-hmm. and um, and some then I bought some colon detox tablets as well as um, some pri- probiotic um, tablets as well mm-hmm. um, just to kind of add to my diet, yeah. you know, because I, was, I, I got to the realisation that maybe my colon needs a uh, cleanse and detox or whatever. Right. So I've got the tablets and I'm taking them every day and, mm-hmm. you know, but you're having to take them every day in order to have normal bowel movements. Well, I'm not doing it because I'm not having normal bowel movements. I'm just doing it. Not not the laxatives. I'm taking. I'm talking about the like the probiotic and the colon cleanse detox tablets. I'm just taking it as a supplement. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the rosacea for a second. Yeah. Um, so how long has that been going on for you? Oh, well, a long time. You know, I was snorting cocaine for seven years or eight years nonstop. So. I always, and drinking alcohol as well, you know, um, for a long time. So that would definitely play a role, mm-hmm. you know, I think in, in my skin. So I think it's been there for quite some time on and off. Seven, eight years, more than that. Yeah, probably some, but that's the thing. It's like inconsistent. It comes, it comes and it goes. goes. It comes and then, yeah, it's, uh, but it's, but, but, but I noticed like too much drinking, not sleeping enough. Yeah. Like if I don't have a good night's sleep. It comes out. It comes out. Right. Yeah. Um, One thing to really note here, and I can do a little bit of kind of education interspersed for anybody who's listening who has kind of like different kinds of skin conditions who can really relate to the constipation as well, is that skin conditions is, is what we call in Ayurveda a fire element imbalance. So in Ayurveda, we have, again, earth, water, fire, air, and space. And all five of these elements are things that can be in balance or out of balance, depending on your diet and your lifestyle and and other practices as well. So uh, when we're talking about a long history of cocaine or alcohol use or any kind of drug, we're talking about a... um, a contributing factor of pitta, which is the fire element in Ayurveda. There are different words in different systems, but we use this term pitta. It helps to elevate pitta in the body. So if we're taking these substances uh, excessively over a period of time, it starts to kind of weigh down the body and express itself through the skin, in the digestive system, all types of organs in the body. And we know, obviously, that alcohol affects the liver primarily, as well as um, the expression in the skin. Mm. So um, this is really an interesting um, and also from the Ayurvedic perspective, very obvious um, 
kind of effect of having any kind of inflammatory uh, influence in the body over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So the rosacea happened at the same time that there was the drug use, the alcohol use, things like this. Yeah, it's been there for for a while. But like I said, it's just inconsistent. It depends, you know, like, I mean, I went from a period of 2018 to, you know, for a couple of years there, I wasn't drinking. Right. You know, and I stopped drinking, I stopped using drugs and, you know, so I've had periods where I, you know, stopped using that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but even now, now like I don't drink every day, you know, it might be once a month, might be once a fortnight, depending on like social gatherings or whatever it is, it's not as consistent, you right. know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's like it's been around but it's not. Yeah, sometimes it's like I wonder why it's so bad, yeah. you know, when I'm not doing anything wrong. But that's right. why I started paying attention to the gut and then I was like, it must be because there's too much bacteria. Or, right, something's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just made me question. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about what your diet looks like right now so I have an understanding of any other contributing factors. Is there anything else that you want to mention besides the rosacea that's kind of a problem right, mm-hmm. there, right now? No. Okay. No. Stress. Anxiety. Uh, yeah. No, I don't, I don't really have anxiety or, yeah. or, I mean, stress is like good stress from being too busy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, depression, no. You know, it's just more about movement. I can appreciate that, you know, if I'm moving and if I'm active and uh, and I'm doing my work and all that stuff, then you know, I don't have time for depression or anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's a good attitude. So why don't you give me a little rundown? What do you eat throughout the day? Um, what does breakfast, lunch, and dinner look like? Um, normally I don't have breakfast. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just drink a bottle of water in the morning. Mm-hmm. That's my breakfast. Mm-hmm. Normally I just, that's the first thing I do is just drink water. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, sometimes I would have coffee, but, you know, now I don't, I don't even drink coffee. Okay. It might be once a week or, like, while I'm here, it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I'm in my own apartment, then, uh, you know, I like to have a coffee every now and then. I like to smoke it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a nice routine, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're doing water in the morning, and around what time is the water? And is it room temperature? Is it ice? Is it cold? No, nah, it's never, never ice. I don't drink cold water. Okay. I, I normally just drink room temperature water. Okay. Um, then lunch is probably, it's a, my routine, my schedule is just all over the place, so it just depends on, um, but it would be obviously morning, afternoon. Um, but the other, the other bad habit that I have is eating late at night. Mm, okay. Because of my schedule and the amount of appointments and stuff like that. Sometimes I don't finish work till, you know, like for example, if I'm living in my place in Dubai, mm-hmm. you know, I finish appointments or whatever it is at 10 p.m. And because I've been in my apartment all day mm-hmm. uh, working, all I want to do is go outside. Yeah. So going outside means going to a restaurant and eating, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. And around what time is that? 3, 4 o'clock? Nine mm-hmm. o'clock? No, like 10 p.m. Oh, that's the first meal that you're eating. Oh, no. Like I'll, I'll probably have something, you know, at 3 p.m. or 2 p.m. or something like that. Okay. What does it look like? What would I have? Maybe uh, mince. I would have had, yeah, well, I can't even remember what I'd eat. Um, if I'm in Dubai, it would be, yeah, I mean, I like I like having burgers. Okay. Yeah, I like good burgers. Mm-hmm. Um, sushi, pizza, mm-hmm. um, yogurt gran- with granola, okay. potato salad, uh, chicken wraps, mm-hmm. 
fruit salad, uh, beetroot juice, carrot, and ginger juice. Mm-hmm. Is this with a meal or as a snack? No, nah, like this is just like all over the place between the day. Like, yeah. you know, but yeah, like normally I'd go to the supermarket and I'd, yeah, I'd have a chicken wrap and get some salad and mm-hmm. uh, potato salad or, and then, and then get a beetroot juice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so that's with around two. Yeah, around 2 o'clock. 2 o'clock, yeah. And then what does dinner look like? Uh, yeah, it could be um, could be rice with, with minced beef or yeah, beef or pork kebabs, uh, like burgers. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to think, yeah. Pasta. Okay. Any kind of pasta, whatever I normally spaghetti or... Um, and dinner can happen pretty late, you said around 10 Yeah, time. yeah, like I'll go out of my apartment and I'll just go to a restaurant and just sit down and chill out and mm-hmm. have whatever whole time. Yeah. You know? What time does the sun go down in Dubai? Um, about seven. Okay. Yeah. And are there snacks in between these meals and in between lunch and dinner? Not really. I don't, like, uh, sometimes I buy these protein bars or whatever it is, but normally I don't like to have, yeah, like I went, I went and did an event in Dubai and then they gave me a bag and in the bag was like Tim Tams, like these chocolate Australian, uh-huh. Australian biscuits. Uh-huh. So I mean they're in the fridge and like um once a once or twice or three times a day I'd go and have one, but otherwise I wouldn't buy it myself. I don't like I don't keep snacks at home and chips and lollies and all this shit. I'm not mm-hmm. interested in that. Yeah. You know, I just I have water and then uh, you know. But actually in um when I'm in Dubai I have meals prepared and sent and sent to my apartment. So okay. I actually have like proper meals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've completely forgot. Um, actually have proper meals like chicken and rice, pasta, spaghetti bolognese. Yeah. And you mostly have food uh, sent to you. You don't do much cooking. No, nah, I, I don't have time. Okay. It's, I'm too busy. Okay. Yeah. This is good to know. And so in terms of the meals that you are having, are you feeling really strong hunger for each of them, for both lunch and for dinner? Mm. You say it's low, medium, high? Not really like hungry, like as in like, oh my God, I need to eat, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's I don't know why, but just the whole morning thing, I don't feel like it. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, just I wake up, I drink my water and that's it, and I start my day or go to the gym or whatever it is. Okay. But um I was uh I was in Dubai in June, I think it was July, and um I was definitely not sleeping enough. Mm-hmm. And so I slept, I think, for three and a half, four hours or whatever. I got up, I had some pre-workout mm-hmm. to for the gym, pre-workout powder. And so obviously that's got a lot of caffeine in it. Plus I was having a coffee in the morning or something. Maybe I was on the phone or I was having a point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I took that and then I drove to the gym and then I had a session with my trainer. And I um, can't remember what happened before that, but I was burnt out. Before that, but anyway, so yeah, I had this I had this moment and this episode at the gym where I was hungry and I was after the training and I was going to go and um, yeah, so that, this is so basically I was training and then I he left me and um, you know see he's a bodybuilder so he's pretty big and um, and I was obviously pushing pretty hard mm-hmm. and so not enough sleep taking pre workout too much caffeine and then I had a really strong gym session and then I said I'm going upstairs to get some food from the cafe there was a cafe in the gym and I went upstairs and I felt started feeling very lightheaded and very lethargic and you know weak 
you know, and so I went and sat in the corner and I thought, okay, this is weird. I'm not feeling the best. And so I'm sitting there and I was talking to my friend on the phone. Well, no, I wasn't. I just said, I'm not, I'm just sitting here and she's calling me and I'm like, I'm not feeling well. And, uh, and I'm just on the phone. And I'm just like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just not, I'm not feeling good. And, uh, yeah, almost like I, I just knew like I, something was going on, you know? Mm-hmm. So I thought I'm not I'm dehydrated. So I'm drinking some water. And then it took about another five minutes or so before I reached out to the guy that was sitting next to me and I said, I said, can you call, can you give me some cold water? Mm-hmm. Give me some cold water because mm-hmm. I felt like I was just, I was going to pass out mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So he came and got me some cold water and then I said, uh, um, they called the massage therapist, which was like a medical practitioner or whatever, and he took me to the massage room mm-hmm. uh, under the air conditioning. Mm-hmm. To um, I don't know. I was, I was hot. I mm-hmm. don't I think I was over uh, overheating or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Was um, your heart racing? Yeah, my heart rate was. Yeah, my heart rate was was fast. Mm-hmm. And so I sat under the air conditioning for a while until I got too cold, mm-hmm. and then I felt too cold, mm-hmm. and I was like, "No, I can't mm-hmm. be here." So I went and sat outside. Um, so I was pretty out of my ordinary state for about an hour and a, an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Until my body, my personal trainer came back and then I ate something because I thought maybe I'm hungry, maybe I haven't got enough fluid, maybe I, I don't know. So I ate and then he drove me back to my apartment, mm-hmm. came back to my apartment, he took me back into my apartment, I lied down and then I just lied there for the next five hours just watching TV and trying to fall asleep uh-huh. because I couldn't move. I was, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that was. Um, but then I went to the gym a few days later and I was pushing and then I pushed one more and all of a sudden, as soon as I pushed that one more, I felt as if I was too much. Mm-hmm. And then, and then I had to stop training because mm-hmm. he wanted me to do another exercise. And I said, you know what? I said, you know, you were right. Cause he said, Hey man, just take it easy. Don't push too hard. Yeah. And, um, and then, yeah, I said, you know what? I said, uh, I'm not feeling the best. I'm not feeling right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to train anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just going to go. Mm-hmm. So I started to pay attention a bit more to like my feeling, my energy and stuff. Um, and I stopped, you know, so I gave myself a break, but I don't know what that was. You know, if, if it was just me being burnt out, if, if it was just too, not enough sleeping, not enough taking care of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I went through that. Okay. So I don't know what that what what it was or what my body was telling me. Or yeah. that, you know, I'm putting two and two together. And it's just going. Your body's overworked. It's burnt out. It's tired, and you're pushing yourself too hard. Okay. And so a few questions here. So was it the same symptoms that you would experience the first time? Did you have well, the heart palpitations? Did you feel overheated? Did you feel anxious? Did you feel shaky? Yeah, like, yeah, like the the heart. As soon as the heart rate. Um, I know, and, and it's like a it's like a state that you can kind of you feel a little bit of fear. Yeah. And I've had these anxiety panic attacks before, yeah. like smoking weed or having that kind of stuff. Definitely mm-hmm. activates that part for me. Mm-hmm. And that's the other part of the cocaine usage for me was that I drank alcohol with it because cocaine by itself would uh, give me anxiety, mm-hmm. but drinking the alcohol with it would suppress right. the uh, anxiety and it would. You know, I wouldn't feel it, mm-hmm. and then it would balance it out, right. and I'd feel good. Right. Yeah. So I'm aware of like that up feeling. And down, up yeah, and down. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, can you give me uh, 
a little breakdown of what your schedule looks like throughout the day. You know, you said the meal times can be a little irregular. You tend to work out in the morning. What time do you go to sleep and what time do you wake up? Mm, good question. Um, again, it's just um, like last night was like 12 p.m. or 12, sorry, 12 a.m., like at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, what time do I get up? Yeah. You know, it's, Depends on my appointments, really, because mm-hmm. sometimes I have, like, this morning I had a 7 a.m., mm-hmm. so I had to get up at 6.45, so mm-hmm. I would have slept for six hours maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, I don't know. Um, but normally, you know, yeah, I try to go to bed by 10, 30, 11 o'clock and, and get up at 7, mm-hmm. you know, but um, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm up to 1 o'clock. Some just depends on what's the, what's happening with business and okay. all that kind of stuff, you know. It's, it's really unpredictable, but... I guess, yeah, that's definitely a challenge that I'm struggling with. And right. and I think just going to bed is also a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, tell me more about never, that. There's never a perfect day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's never a perfect day. It's um, Difficulty yeah. falling asleep when you actually hit the, hit the bed? Yeah, look, when you have a lot on your mind or you've got a lot of things that you're working on, I definitely have trouble sometimes falling asleep. But otherwise, most of the time, I'm pretty good. Yeah, as long as I've got, you know, um, if it's business, it's not an issue. You know, it's always personal kind of things or relationships that kind of sometimes can get in the way and make you overthink. And and that's why I'm very particular of who I surround myself with and who is in my life because I can't afford to have, um, you know, someone disturbing my peace. Sure. And causing me to think too much because it's such a waste of energy, and then, then you can't sleep properly. Right. So you know, at the moment it's fine. Okay. But you find yourself in and out of some relationships that give you undue stress. Yeah. Well, again, it's part of the process: learning who's for you, who's not, who do you have to move. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. it is what it is. You know. Um, but but normally I'm pretty good, like with sleeping. Like you know, it's like once I go to bed, I'm go to bed. Like, would you say you wake up feeling rested or do you wake up still feeling like, oh, I wish I could sleep another hour or two? Yeah. I mean, if I don't, I need to sleep. I know that diet has a big part of that as well because if you don't have a good – I remember interviewing a, a Dr. Martini, and he was saying he only slept four hours a night for a few years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, probably and, – and it makes sense because if you fast a lot and you have a good diet, digestive system, then your body doesn't need as much sleep mm-hmm. because it's not – Stressed by yeah, the types of it's food not food. not not having to process all the foods all the time. Um, but for me, I definitely need like a solid seven hours. Okay, or you seven, wake up feeling a little I need groggy. seven seven and a half hours. Otherwise, I wake up feeling, you know, if it's if I get like four hours and I have to get up, I'm in such a bad mood. Yeah, how often does that happen that you end up sleeping less than seven hours? Half the week. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and how often, and what do you do when you're feeling tired throughout the day? Do you lay down? Do you oh, just keep pushing? As soon as I can. Yeah. I, I definitely, I know that there's people out there that will keep pushing and they're like, even though they're on four hours sleep or five hours sleep or six hours, as soon as I get a chance to go to bed, I'm done. Yeah. If I get an hour break, I'm sleeping. Okay. You yeah. take a nap in the middle of the day sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. No, I mean, I'm like, if I only got five hours sleep and there's an opportunity for me to have a sleep, I'm freaking on the bed. What are some of your other stress tools, stress management tools? You work out, you love what you do. What are the things that you do for yourself to kind of stay peaceful, stay centered? Um, well, I've started doing this breath work, which I enjoy. Yeah, the sky breathing, yeah, yeah. I like that. 
Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I like dancing. Obviously, I create my content, okay. which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Go for a walk. Um, I'm just too busy for that, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Um, so I have some questions about your work schedule because it sounds like some irregularity and chain, you know, sometimes lunches at this time, sometimes dinners at this time. There's some variability in the schedule in general. Um, are you having international phone calls? Is that what's keeping you up late? Yeah, like I've got with... my clients are all over the world. So the right. time is just, you know, I don't have a, I'm not living your Monday to Friday, nine to five kind of right. life like most people, you know. It's very, um, yeah, all over the place. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I have to, you know, see, choose my day off, um, you know, choose, you know, schedule time where I can spend with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else that you want to mention? Anything that's coming to mind that feels like a botheration? Anything large or small? Any pain in the body? No, not really. Okay. So I'd love to take a look at your tongue. Mm-hmm. If you want to just stick out your tongue in Ayurveda, uh, and I'll just kind of speak to the camera sure. for a second. So in Ayurveda, we actually use a couple of different diagnostic tools. Number one is tongue diagnosis. And both in tra- traditional Chinese medicine and Ayurveda, um, we use the tongue actually as a map of the entire digestive system as well as the skeletal system. Mm-hmm. So we can actually see sometimes if we're looking at the tongue, different irregularities in either the texture or the color, and it can tell us about different conditions that might be present or just different elemental imbalances that are that are present. So if you want to just stick out your tongue, just go, ah, so I can take a look. You can come a little closer just so I can see. Okay. So I'll, I'll describe to you a bit of what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and actually just one more time, one more good look. Okay. Uh, so my question for you is, do you have any back pain? Do you ever have any deep back pain? Do you ever have any kind of nervous system issues? Meaning it could be um, muscle contractions. It could be twitches. It could be um, just kind of nervous tension, like anxiety that arises. Nothing now, but something in the past? No, I mean, I know that more, I think one of my legs... Well, if, if you look at me standing up when I take my shirt off, one of my shoulders is lower than the other one. Okay. So I know that there's a um, – my hips is probably not straight, which means – and my, my, my well, I think my left foot is longer than my right. Okay. Um, or my left leg is – I don't know. But I've had some issues in the past when, and that's why I don't do squats at the gym mm-hmm. with the bar. Uh-huh. I go down because I know that my lower back, um, left Thank side, you. left side, um, is, fra- is, um, fragile. Okay. So I just avoid that and I do other exercises. Okay. And you've thrown your lower back out before? Yeah. Like I've been to the osteopath to, re- to fix that stuff mm-hmm. because obviously I was pushing hard at the gym and, even though I wore, if I wore a belt around my waist, it would still, it would still happen. Okay. Mm. So um, something that I'm seeing in your tongue, so it's interesting that you're sharing this, is that um, we say actually that the middle groove down the tongue. Have you taken a look at your tongue before? Have you ever looked in a mirror? Okay. Yeah. So this will be a fun thing that you mm-hmm. can try doing um, in the future. Is that when you look at your tongue, the center line down the tongue is actually um, a map of the spinal cord. It's either associated with the spinal cord or it's associated with the nervous system tissue. Mm -hmm. So anybody with any kind of 
drug use past usually has a bit of excess stress in the nervous system, right? It's just uh, in Ayurveda, we say that the body always um, is a history book. It almost keeps the score of what has happened in the body over time. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if it's not present for you right now, it's just saying, ah, you know, this is stored in the body somewhere. Mm-hmm. So when you see the very back of the tongue, this is the base of the spine tailbone pelvic area so there's more of a deeper groove towards the back of the tongue so it's just telling us okay there's some sensitivity there in the low back like you said we're doing some things to be a little bit more careful there mm-hmm. probably strengthen other muscles that are around that area right mm-hmm. um, the other thing that you can really notice about the tongue is that it has a very very pink color to it mm-hmm. so it has more of this redness and that tells us um, what we say in Ayurveda is that you have both your constitution right this elemental balance in the body of the five elements that mm-hmm. you were born with when mm-hmm. sperm meet ovum from your parents right you're born and you have this genetic code right mm-hmm. and this is actually a reflection of the five elements that you're born with so um luke here is a very um prime example of a pitta constitution so have you heard this word before pitta so pitta is the fire constitution mm-hmm. and it means somebody with more of a medium body frame They're not very thin or lanky. They're not very big and stout, right? They're somewhere in the middle. So the Pitta constitution has, uh, it has both physiological and psychological, basically elements uh, that are expressed through the fire element. Mm -hmm. So in the body, it's usually a person who has a strong metabolism, who tends to eat and assimilate food very well. But psychologically, it's a person who is very fiery by nature. It means somebody who's success-oriented, who's ambitious, who's goal-oriented, who has a capacity for follow-through. This is the fire element, right? And this is also, if you think about it, it's not just a physiological um, expression in the body. It's also a cultural pressure, right? Mm -hmm. So we live in a culture and in in a society, if you live in the Western world, um, where there is this fire element that is present everywhere. So it drives us, right? It can kind of drive us in this very um, um, sometimes overly uh, aggressive, or if you if you think about it in a solar way, right? It has this fire, this sol- solar quality, or even overly masculine aspects that are depleting the body, that create a lot of fire through the system and also fire through the mind, right? And so in Ayurveda and also in Chinese medicine, we talk about this balance of yin and yang. Mm-hmm. We've heard of these words yeah. before. So yin is the quality of the feminine, right? It's the nutritive, it's the restful, it's the receptive, it's the calm, it's the um, kind of the juice of the body, right? Mm-hmm. The soft, cooling nature of the body. And the yang is the masculine principle. So it has um, fiery solar, active, aggressive, intense aspects, right? Mm -hmm. And so all of life is made up of a balance of yin and yang. Our lives should try and be, we try and strive for this balance of Mm -hmm. yin and yang. And different imbalances start to arise when you don't have that balance between yin and yang. So this um, this is really a good lesson for all of us in our Western culture is how do we find this balance between yin and yang? And this is all to kind of circle back to this expression of a lot of redness in the tongue, right? Mm -hmm. So there's, um, we have a couple of different pitta symptoms, this fire element. We have the aspect of um, some stress, right? A lot of work, a lot of intensity, Mm -hmm. right? That you welcome, but also it's intense, right? Um, But you have uh, the rosacea. 
and you have um, some inflammation maybe in the back, right? And so when all of these elements come together, we start to see, ah, there's this expression of too much pitta, fire element. We can associate it more loosely with the concept of yang, right? This masculine mm -hmm. principle mm -hmm. that might be a little out of balance in comparison to that feminine yin quality that is restful, that is calming, that is rejuvenative. Mm -hmm. So um, in terms of what I'm, I'm seeing from everything that you've shared so far is the question, how do we bring more of this yin nutritive quality into the life? The other piece here is um, the aspect of the wind element. So in Ayurveda, we have pitta, which is the fire constitution. And then we also have vata, which is the air constitution. And the air constitution or the air element that's expressing itself as well shows itself through dryness. So it can be dryness in the skin. It can be dryness in the bowel movements. The wind element can also show up as a little bit of fear. It can be anxiety. It could be insecurity. It could be any of those things. And so when that wind element gets elevated in the body, that's, that's when the expression of dryness, et cetera, comes out. So I'm seeing from, from what you've shared so far, both um, a bit of elevation of pitta, the fire element, and the air element, which is vata. Mm -hmm. And so... In Ayurveda, in Ayurveda and in all traditional healing systems, we say like increases like and opposites heal. So you know already from your diet, you're, you're thinking, ah, I notice like when I drink some alcohol, the redness comes out in the skin. When I don't get enough sleep, the redness comes out of the skin. Mm -hmm. So what we're, what we're seeing is that stress, alcohol, things that have this hot and also dry quality to it will increase those symptoms. So we might even notice caffeine does it. And mm. you you shared with me the yeah, example. Yeah, and I, I know because I was drinking yeah. caffeine at one stage like every day. So, you know, these two things, coffee, alcohol, um, I don't – it doesn't make sense for them to be a major contribu contributor to the rosacea. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's, why, that's why I'm confused yes. because I'm like – Right. So let's talk about some other contributing things, yeah. right? So for anyone, if you're at, um, how old are you? 39. 39. Mm. 39 for 10 years in a row or no? <laughs> no he's actually 39. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's 39. Uh, when you have these uh, imbalances that linger in the body for a long period of time, you are living in a situation where those doshas or these imbalances mm -hmm. start to dive deeper into the tissue. So when we're younger, uh, we notice, oh, if I, if I stop the coffee, the rash goes away permanently, right? When the dosha accumulates in the body over a longer period of time, we actually need to forcibly remove the dosha more aggressively in a certain way. So dosha is this, is this term that we use for elemental imbalances mm -hmm. in vata, mm -hmm. pitta, and also kapha. And so when we, um, so for you in your type of situation, what we would want to do is like you're already suspecting, ah, like I'm not going to the bathroom enough. There might be toxins that are building up in my colon. When toxins build up in the colon, it's not only uh, it's it's not only that the the resolution is more fasting or more water or anything. The problem actually is that the toxins that are sitting in the colon 
are recirculating back into the blood. Mm-hmm. So if they're sitting there too long, toxins move or, or waste products move of from course. the colon out into the yeah, blood, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we want to do something and likely with some sort of herbal protocol where you're actively pulling more of these doshas or more of this fire and air element out of the body permanently mm-hmm. so that it doesn't come back. That's first of mm-hmm. all. Second of all, um, it's just what are you choosing to eat and also what time you're choosing to eat. Mm-hmm. So in Ayurveda, we say, and um, there's a, a nice amount of evidence in the scientific world around this as well, is that anytime we eat after the sun goes down, food is not digested mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So if the sun goes down, say, 7 p.m. or whatever it is, what's actually happening in the body is that the channels that are you know nice and broad and dilated during the middle of the day when the sun is nice mm-hmm. and high, ah, that allows for the absorption of nutrients for the proper digestion of food. But when it starts to get both cooler and darker outside, the vessels of the body contract. Mm-hmm. And so that means that anything that we're eating is not being best assimilated in our body. So for you, this is kind of like your struggle is like, ah, how do I keep doing my work? but try and keep a more regular schedule because the body loves regularity. The body loves routine. Yeah, I mean, go back to nature. Yeah. <laughs> follow, follow the birds, man. Like right. when the sun goes down, where do the birds go? They go to sleep. Right, exactly. Like, you know, it's like we don't, unfortunately, that's the challenge. We don't follow as as, as we should. As closely as you we know? And Yeah, I know, like you can be watching this and listening to like, me share this stuff and you're like so this is the this is the cost of success sure you know um late nights um irregularities in in your food and whatever Mm -hmm. um and uh you know i guess you know it's like in order for you to get somewhere there's always something you have to sacrifice absolutely because you could you could also go well okay I'll stop doing what I'm doing I'll just go and do the nine to five and I'll have a regular day where I go to sleep on time and right. this and that I don't have all these responsibilities right um, you know but then I'm not doing then then you're suffering too because what if I'm not doing what I'm enjoying yeah so now I'm suffering with stress of going to a job that I don't like right there's and, some sort of sacrifice that's you know what I mean somewhere. and so then it's like well what would I prefer would I prefer to do what I love. Mm-hmm. And have irregularities, and not have everything perfect. Mm-hmm. Or and I and I don't think that this is this is permanent. This is like what I've gone through now mm-hmm. is like a journey mm-hmm. of having to deal with this kind of stuff mm-hmm. till I get to a, a higher place of being able to have the resources to have more people help me, mm-hmm. so that then I can have a balance right. and a good routine. Right. But like at the beginning of this journey, you know, this is the this is the sacrifice. This right. is the challenge that I have to go through, you know, in order to get there. So then I can have more people helping me. Right. Mm. Yeah. And I think that this is a really good point. I mean, in Ayurveda, we say the body functions optimally when it's functioning with nature. Mm-hmm. So there's no pill. There's no procedure. There's no ice bath. There's no, you know, any of the, the trending things that are going to save the body from what it's actually craving, which is being in rhythm and mm-hmm. accordance with nature. Mm-hmm. Now, again, you, you mentioned the word perfection, right? Again, pittas, people with this fire constitution, can often um, really strive for this idea or this ideal of perfection. Mm-hmm. And, of course, none of us can achieve perfection. And what's actually perfect is all of us being imperfect to some extent, right? 
Um, but it's how do we move closer to what our natural state is asking for? So for you, you have this pitta constitution. You're a person who has, uh, who has drive, who has capacity, who has, um, vision, right? This is all things that are sort of associated mm-hmm. with the fire element. But how can we come to a place where you're also introducing more, more of these rejuvenative, restful, cooling, both foods, um, and, and practices throughout your day. So that could be, you know, figuring out, okay, how do I take one or two less meetings in the evening for the week? It doesn't have to be all the time, but it's like, Mm -hmm. how can you make incremental changes so that you can start to come more into alignment with, with your natural state, Mm -hmm. right? And Pitta individuals, this idea, um, it, you also need uh, less rigidity, you know, you probably need less obligation, more free time, more capacity to surrender and to relax into a more um, nutritive, feminine quality in your life. And that can be in different things. Again, food, it could be lifestyle, it could be the relationships that you're in, just how do you figure out more nourishment, more relaxation, less structured time, mm-hmm. all of those things. In terms of the diet, um, something that is useful to note, just a couple of things about uh, inflammation is that uh, certain foods are going to be, uh, are going to create more sensitivity. So we mentioned the most obvious ones, which are caffeine and alcohol. Other inflammatory foods can be red meat in excess, right? To some extent, it's fine, but in excess. I don't eat much, like I don't eat like red meat like every day. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, there's been times where I've had burgers twice in a row. Yeah. Beef burgers, you know. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's not. You know, I'm not, I'm not a steak person either. Yeah. I don't like, unless it's like on a stick with like cubes of meat, beef, uh-huh. beef like, and it's really good quality. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't order like these big steaks and sit there and eat yeah. like that. That's just not my style. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think um, in Ayurveda, we always say it's, it's the compounding factors, right? It's never just one thing that we're doing. It's kind of like, okay, it's the stress. It's being up at midnight. It's, um, so I'll list a couple of other things. I and mean, we haven't, you know, really dissected your diet here, but other things will be um, nightshades. So eating in excess of tomatoes or things with tomato sauce in them. It could be spicy foods. So overly, um, overly spiced or even chili pepper, using a lot of chili pepper. It could be things like peanuts and peanut butter also uh, tend to be more inflammatory. It can be fried food. It can be an excess of cheeses even in the diet. So you were mentioning too, oh, it feels like maybe there's some candida or did you use the word candida? You said yeast. Yeast in the body, things like this. All of these things feed off of more of an acidic diet. Mm -hmm. So for you, for your type of constitution, what you're going to do really well with is what we call cooling foods. So that's like coconut that's cilantro that's using coriander in your food it's um avoiding thing also avoiding things that are fermented so pickles yogurt things like this so all of these even if it's what like about sauerkraut also sauerkraut also what's um, wrong with sauerkraut that it's sour so in ayurveda is that no good that's no good for pitta Right. That's no good for yeah, pizza. I like that stuff. So none of these things in Ayurveda, and, and I really like to emphasize this because people might be listening to this and saying, oh, well, I can never do that. That's too strict or whatever it is. It's just about how do you mitigate these things so that it's not the majority of your diet, so mm-hmm. that you're eating something that is actually feeling 
like medicine, that you're mm-hmm. using food as medicine. Poultry is going to be cooling. Cooling vegetables are anything that's green. So mm-hmm. plenty of broccoli, plenty of asparagus, cauliflower, zucchini, things that have chlor- that are chlorophyll rich mm-hmm. are also going to help to cool the body down. So that's, that's it in terms yeah, of diet sense. so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what, you know, my primary suggestions for you would be read more about the Pitta pacifying diet, learn about what's anti-inflammatory. The other piece here specifically for um, constipation is making sure that you're only eating every four to six hours. Now, this is really different than some things that you might hear um, from other sources, like, oh, if you're intermittent fasting, just eat within that 10 hour, it's 10 hour, 10 hour window, um, and then you'll be fine, right? Mm-hmm. But in Ayurveda, we say you should only eat every four to six hours. And the reason for that is to make sure that a meal is fully digested before you eat again. So we don't want to do what's called food stacking, mm-hmm. which is eating eating a meal uh, at 12 o'clock and then eating again at 2 or 3 o'clock, right? So having a snack just as soon as you're feeling like just a tiny mm-hmm. bit hungry, we want to make sure that there's this big gap of time in between meals so that you're fully digesting a meal before mm-hmm. you eat again. If I have a meal, the next meal is like five hours later. That's good. Or, or something like that. I never have like a meal and then three hours later, I'm like, yeah, hurry up. Right. Give me another one. Yeah. You know, but I'd have like this tendency of like, you know, if I'm constipated, for example, I'll uh, I'll go. All right, it's still, I still haven't gone to the bathroom, so let me eat again, <laughs> so that it like see if it triggers. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just, right. you know thinking like it might push it down or whatever. Because yeah. how much can you hold? You right. You can't, you're going to keep eating and eating and whatever. Eventually, it's just going to get up to here and it's like you're clogged, you know? So one of the best things that I learned when I first started Ayurveda was making sure that when I – and I used to travel a lot because I lived in New York and I was moving between uh, New Mexico and New York a mm-hmm. lot. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I really realized that totally changed my digestion and changed the way that I traveled and felt um, really a lot more grounding was to really make sure that I had kind of a routine around travel. And so a couple of things that are really useful here for your digestion when you're traveling is making sure actually that you have as much soups or broths as possible. Mm-hmm. Avoid eating big sandwiches, avoid when traveling. When traveling, yeah. Okay. yeah. Mm-hmm. So keeping your belly nice and light while you're on planes, probably long plane mm-hmm. rides for you if you're going from continent to continent. And also making sure that while you're traveling, you, this is a quick little sweet little trick, mm-hmm. is to take a half teaspoon of powdered ginger in a cup of hot water every two hours. What, while you're on the airplane? While you're on the airplane. So it helps with jet lag, it helps with constipation, and it helps with any type of digestive Where do you get this issue. Powdered ginger from? Just from the grocery store. Okay. Yeah. Just in a little little spice jar. Mm-hmm. You can travel with it. You ask the flight attendant for a little bit of hot water. They give it to you begrudgingly. Mm-hmm. And you say thank you. <laughs> so you travel with it, you take it every two to three hours, and that will really keep the bowel movements regular and also mm-hmm. help you feel more grounded. Mm-hmm. The other thing that you can do, and this one might feel like a little bit more funny, is making sure to oil your feet. Yesterday you received yep. the royal treatment, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so you felt uh, the benefit of a full body oil massage mm-hmm. and also the drizzling of the oil on the forehead. Mm-hmm. In Ayurveda, we say that uh, when we bring our energy, or when we bring our attention or, or our prana to the soles of our feet, we help to drop prana 
down into the low mm. body, which also helps with bowel movements, indigestion, things like this. So if you take a moment, even before you get on a plane and even after you get off a plane, to rub a little bit of warm sesame oil into the feet, it could be coconut oil, it could be sunflower, whatever you have. Give yourself a little foot massage here. You can press some trigger points mm -hmm, if you know mm -hmm, any of them. Mm -hmm. That really helps to ground your energy both before and after a flight. Cool. Cool? Yeah, that sounds interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I might use that. Yeah. yeah, so it's a nice little trick of the trade. Other things that I like doing is making sure you get in a nice warm bath as soon as you get to a hotel room mm -hmm. after traveling. Again, something yeah, to I just come on. Yeah, hotels recently. Yeah. Like there was a bath there with some salt steps and whatever salt and I was like, hmm, I, have, I don't Does know. Does it look too bad? <laughs> yeah, I was like, should I? And I was like, you know what? I haven't had a bath, like a bubble bath <laughs> for so long. Yeah. So I got all the salt and I poured it out and um and I just sat there for twenty minutes or so and just relaxed. Yeah. 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 It's a great practice. It's a really good way to give back to yourself, right? Yeah, because I'm I'm more, you know. I always get the shits because I'll get pissed off because I the shower is in the bathtub. And the shower's I, in the bathtub? I like having just the shower that you walk in and there's and enough the space. The bathtub is over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just something personal. Um, but, yeah, I'm hearing you. Makes sense. Yeah. Mm. And so I think um, maybe if you're interested, off camera we can talk more about herbs if that's something that you're into. Mm. Um other than that, I think um, one other piece to really hear, and maybe some of your audience are people who are also health coaches, who are also um, doing a lot of work with other people, is remembering uh, the balance of energy, right? So when you're, when you're a healthcare worker, when you're a health coach, anything like this, you're constantly giving, right? You're giving and you're giving and you're giving but we can't give from an empty well. Mm -hmm. So making sure that you're really prioritizing that time where you give back to yourself, where you're nourishing yourself, like you're doing here, you're doing meditation, you're doing treatments, all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so that you, so that you're drawing from a place of like deep capacity. To yeah. Share. I mean, I talk about this all the time yeah. on my podcast, you know, I'm not, you guys hear me talk about, you know, make sure you fill your cup so you're overflowing. <laughs> right. Um, and you're not pouring from an empty cup, but make sure when you give, you're receiving. You're not just pouring into someone and they ain't giving anything back to you. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's stuff that I'm aware of, you know, but I guess because I'm me and I'm in my position, you know, I think it's just the balance of, like, just doing everything, you know, and sometimes it is a lot. Yeah. You know, and so that can be causing, you know, the imbalance in my lifestyle. Yeah. Mm. Absolutely. So thank you. I think well, we'll talk more about herbs and, and other things with diet that you mm -hmm. can do. Um, but again, you know, Ayurveda is a lifelong journey. It's not a single solution. Mm -hmm. um, one of the beautiful things about really learning about the system is this deeper understanding of knowing yourself and also the signs that your body's giving you. The, the way that your body functions is not the same of way course, that another person's body functions. Yeah. So this is the beauty of mm -hmm. the Ayurvedic system, traditional medicine, is that you're not just going into a doctor and somebody's giving the same pill for every single imbalance, mm -hmm. but that you're getting um, a protocol and an understanding of your own body that's very specific and mm -hmm. individualized mm -hmm. for you. Awesome. Yeah. There you have it, guys. 
if this was your first experience with Ayurveda, well, then uh, maybe this will be the first of many. Um, you know, do some research. Um, you know, obviously, if you're not in the US or in, um, you know, North America, um, and you're not close to uh, the art of living and you can't come here, then, you know, I'm sure that you'll be able to find out the art of living is all around the world. Um, but yeah, do some research, get on Google, um, you know, and maybe uh, you can get uh, yourself a consultation um, so that you can uh, learn a little bit more about your body as well. Because like, uh, you know, she was saying, Anna was saying, uh, you know, everyone's different. You know, and uh, and it's really about you tapping into yourself and learning more about yourself so that you can find your flow and your balance. And, you know, again, it's always been about being the best version of yourself, you know. Um, and we can't do that again. Like you said, I like how you said uh, you can't pour from an empty well. I always say empty cup and there's all these different ways of, of analogies that can help you to understand, you know, what's going on in your life. So thanks so much, guys. I hope that you appreciate this episode. Let us know in the comments below. Uh, what you've learned or questions that you may have or experiences that you've been through as well yourself um, because other people will read them and you know this is a good opportunity for us to learn from each other as well with the different health experiences or situations that we're going through in our life so um, don't forget to hit that red subscribe button um, and uh, and uh, make sure that you also um, check out the Art of Living Retreat Center on Instagram um, the links in the description below um, and uh, I will see you on the next episode all right See ya. Bye. Thank you for joining me on this journey of self-discovery and growth. If you're ready to grow and reach your full potential and find inner peace, send me a DM that says, I want inner peace, and I'll send you the next steps. You can accomplish anything you set your mind to. When you change your mind, you change your whole life. So don't hesitate and send that DM over to me. Myself and my team can't wait to meet you and witness your transformation in full glory. See you next week.